1: get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Welcome and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. We are not experts. But we
2: are two friends who like to talk a lot about
1: serums.
2: Welcome to a mini episode.
1: Welcome one and all. We're going to take your voicemails. We're going to take your emails. And we're going to try to answer your questions. And address your thoughts. Yep. Um,
2: And before we get started, we just want to remind everyone that we will be at South by Southwest on Saturday, March 9th at 2 p.m. for a live podcast. Mm -hmm. That's basically get
1: to witness this.
2: Oh, yeah. It's going to be lit, I guess. Is that what
1: you said that right?
2: Yeah, I did. It'll be lit. It'll be like medium lit. You know, I'm old, so I don't (laughs) know if I can really say that. It'll be like half lit. Yeah, Yeah, gently lit. lit. It'll be gently Um, lit. And then we're doing a meetup with Natch Butte on Sunday, March 10th from 5 to 7 p.m. at Craft in East Austin. And please come.
1: And, you know, if you want to call us and let us know that you're coming, leave us a voicemail, (laughs) 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's kick things off with a
2: voicemail from a listener from across the pond. Acro- oh, look at you using
1: charming <laughs> lingo. Here we go.
3: Hello, Kate, Dory. Hi, uh, this is Amy. Um, and hi, Sammy and Lane, of course, too. Um, this is Amy. I'm calling from Switzerland uh, by way of England, where I'm actually from. Um, and uh, I wanted to give some advice to the listener who's going to Paris. Um, I used to live in Paris till so Pretty recently, um, and I wanted to say that the brand that Kate loves so much, Nukes, um, actually have spas in Paris, and they're amazing. The one in Montorgueil is really good, um, and you could totally get a facial there, and they're quite relaxed. Um, oh, and it said Nuxe Ville Prodigieuse, um, but you say it perfectly, so don't worry. Uh, Nukes also has a spa in the Princean department store. Um, which has a phenomenal beauty department if you want to go. It's like a one-stop shop north of the river, although the the Montmarché that uh, Dory recommended is also a classic. Um, Oh, and for all the Dorys out there, there's also a Caudalie spa, and it's pronounced Caudalie. Um, There's also a spa by Caudalie in Paris, uh, which I haven't actually been to, but it probably is amazing. Um, I just wanted to say two other things. Um, Ages ago, Dory, you were talking about having KP on your arms, and I wanted to say I read that you should... Uh, stop rinsing your shampoo and conditioner down your back and I started doing that instead I tip my head over in the shower and rinse forward and amazingly within a month all my KP on my arms has disappeared Um, so I highly recommend that as a tip and the last thing I wanted to say is um, I'm also a fellow IVF um, sufferer that sounds wrong it's not a disease Um, but uh, going through IVF also and um, ages ago you had a a listener who called in uh, on a mini app about their skin suffering through IVF and i wanted to say the thing that helped me massively is the face mask by Wren called Evercom uh the i think it's like the ultra comfort rescue mask or something and it was a fabulous amazing super super recommended congratulations dory on your pregnancy i also had an embryo transfer a couple of weeks ago and looks like things are going well so hopefully i am actually pregnant anyway thank you so much for your podcast um i love you guys uh it's so much fun to listen to you have fun every day when you make the podcast and uh yeah keep doing what you're doing thanks so much bye
1: oh well congratulations yeah that's very exciting amy wow i want to say podcast i want to say so much (laughs) have you ever loved a person more than has a beautiful british accent that then pronounces french words in like a perfect I mean, french accent
2: she she may be our most cosmopolitan listener
1: i could just i would love her to narrate a story for me yes please Amy, call us back Prodiges, i sound so dumb <laughs> uh those were great tips maybe yeah, want to go to you. paris also switzerland and england yeah let's do it all those places and a kp shower thing who knew who knew i'm gonna try that that was an interesting tip i can't wait to see if uh that works for anybody else we received a couple emails about our laundry discussion Mm a couple follow-ups uh why don't i read the first one great and you can take the second okay hi kate and dory I just listened to your podcast on laundry habits and I want, I wants to chime in. It says here, I'm a runner and I used to work for a running store where I was trained by the apparel reps about care and washing. I would not recommend laying wet workout clothes to dry, even if they don't smell Though sweat doesn't have bacteria in it. Your skin does. And bacteria love warm, damp conditions. If you just lay workout clothes out to dry, the bacteria will remain on the clothes and slowly eat away at the nylon and stretch materials causing them to grow more brittle, as well as create a funk. If you want to treat your workout clothes gently, my favorite tip I heard was to jump in the shower with your sports bra on and soap and soap up with it, then rinse and wring it, then lay it out to dry. Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> I might try that. Otherwise, try not to let sweaty sports clothes sit in the hamper for days on end. Whoops. I wash workout clothes every three to four days. I use cold water on Delicate. And every month or so, I'll do one big load of my favorite pieces, washing them on warm and adding a bit of baking soda to really eradicate all germs and funk. I find this keeps everything smelling fresh. A lot of tips in there. A lot happening there. We're showering in our sports bras. hmm Baking soda in the laundry. I've never tried that. No, me neither. And we cannot lay out the clothes. I know. Sorry, Dodo. The other thing we can't do is put our wet workout clothes in the hamper and leave them for a week, which is what my life partner likes to do. Yeah, same. And then when you then when you take it out, it's like the oh, grossest so experience gross. in the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't do Matt's laundry, but when he takes them out. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought these were great tips. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for informing us. Um, all right. I'm going to read this next email. Okay. You've discussed laundry
2: more than once on the podcast, and I wanted to share one of my favorite products, inflatable hangers. What? Have you ever heard of these? No, I Googled Me, them. Neither. I use them for hang drying t shirts, tank tops, blouses, and lightweight sweaters. The hangers help items dry faster because the front and back of the clothes are separated, which means air can get in on all sides. They're also great to use when you're traveling and need to hand wash along the way. Inflatable hangers also don't leave bumps in the shoulders of your clothes. If you're hang drying with regular hangers, I drape folded socks over the ends of the hangers to prevent shoulder bumps. Anything to avoid ironing. Even before I moved to Europe where people tend to use dryers much less often, I used hangers and drying racks to dry my clothes, dish towels, and pillowcases. Air drying minimizes fading, shrinking, and wrinkling, and it's environmentally friendly. Oh, and one more use for inflatable hangers. Airing out clothes overnight before putting them away until you wear them again. I where, mean, where have inflatable hangers been my whole life?
1: I did not even know this was a thing. Me neither. Do you think you have to blow them up with your mouth? Someone has to blow them up. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part of the inflatable hanger until... I mean, they probably don't take that much to blow up. No. Hangers are not that big. No. but They're I ha- probably like floaties. I f- that's, that's exactly what I imagined mm-hmm. them, like little floating hangers.
2: Do you think they're one of those things like as seen on TV? They sound like it, but you can find them on... Ye old Amazon Shopee. Excuse me. Um. Oh my, one of my favorite Shopees. One of your favorite mom and pop stores. Yeah. Um, Jk, everyone. Um.
1: Wow. I want to get some. Just left me wondering. Like all over the rest of the world, are people just blowing up their hangers and air drying everything? And over here in the states, we're like. Dur-dur-dur. I mean, maybe Americans know about them too. Maybe we're the only ones. It is possible know about we're them. the last. To the
2: last to know. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a short break. All right.
3: A lot can happen in three years, like a chat bot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: Kate, I feel like we are
1: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So... We received a voicemail with a question that I want to open up to the audience because I don't know the answer. Okay, I have a suggestion. I had a feeling you would know how to solve this. (laughs) Uh, So let's give it a play. Okay.
3: Hi, Kate and Dory. My name is Laura and I am a teacher and I just got out to my car and caught a little um, view of myself in the rearview mirror and notice that for about the third day in a row, I have really, really dry skin right around um, where my hair on my forehead meets the skin of my forehead. So I guess, yeah, you'd call that your hairline. Um, so I am wondering, A, if you have any advice about how to keep that area moisturized, B, if it might have something to do with the type of shampoo I'm using. Um, I'm using a Cure coconut shampoo. Um, I've tried using kind of like a gel moisturizer, but that still hasn't done anything. So I'm wondering if I should be exfoliating that area. Do I actually smear moisturizer into my hairline? I'm not sure. I'm wondering if you have any tips. Thanks. I love your podcast. Bye.
2: So something sort of related to this actually came up in the Facebook group. And someone recommended a product called... The Herwis Scalp Massager. Ooh. Um it is like a little silicone thing with um I don't know teeth kind of like okay. sticking out of it. And um they said it's like the best thing they've bought in ages. Now here's my issue slash question about it. Um I was only able to find it on Canadian Amazon.
1: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) But it looks like it's also available on the actual website for the company that makes it. But then it's not um, like you can't actually buy it. So I don't know if it's like (laughs) if it's like in high demand or our
1: Canadian friends.
2: Yeah, it's so scalp cleaning. If you buy it from um, Amazon Canada, which I don't know if you can do that to the U.S., it looks like it co- there's It looks like it costs eleven ninety nine Canadian. Um, for the pink and thirteen ninety nine Canadian for the
1: blue. We need a Canadian correspondent <laughs> who can send us one of these suss things. Suss this out. Try it out. <laughs> tell us what that money changes into in the American dollar. It looks like there's a few products that are similar. Okay. Um, one is
2: called the Brio Geo Scalp Revival Stimulating Therapy Massager. Um, Net A Porter sells it. Urban Outfitters sells it.
1: It's sixteen dollars now. Would you? Do you think use this on your hairline or is it more for your actual scalp and head? It's for your scalp, but I
2: think your scalp includes your hairline. I, I think would, it would stimulate. It's like it claims to stimulate healthy hair growth. I also think and increase circulation.
1: This listener could exfoliate that area with a like a grainy exfoliant. What's the word I'm looking for? A scrub. A scrub. And I would say a heavier moisturizer than a gel for sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe also shampoo less. Yeah, wash your, wash your hair less. Especially in these drier I would be nervous months?
2: about over exfoliating though.
1: Not saying over exfoliating. Yeah. Maybe just once a week, give yourself a little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or what about like a dry? I, don't quote me on this. But what about a dry brush? I think that's going to be too harsh. Too rough for the sensitive head I think that's why area. you want to
2: get this, like, something more like this scalp massager thing.
1: Yeah. We need scalp massagers. now. Yeah. So. Who so knew? I'm going to get one. Are you going to get one? I think so. Take one for the team. Try yeah. it out and report back. Listen, I'm going to do that. And also, again, Canadian listeners, shout it out. Let's hear, <laughs> let's hear from you. What are you doing to your scalps up there? So we got
2: an email from a first-time mom. Um, I'm going to kind of summarize the beginning of it and then get into the email. She's a 31-year-old first-time mom. She's four months postpartum. She's had anxiety and depression in the past. Um, She had already been discussing starting Prozac um, because she thought she was going to be a likely candidate for PPD. She had a traumatic birth, um, and she decided to stop breastfeeding so that she could take medication that would help her with her mental health. Um, and she's seeing a therapist and she says that she didn't want to hide that she was suffering from PPD. And so she shared with her family, um, what she was feeling, but she's, con- she says, I continue to struggle with worrying about whether I'm being a good enough mother, bonding enough, loving her enough, etc." cetera. Okay. So that's our setup. Yesterday, my father said that he needed to ask me something that was gnawing at him. He said that he noticed that I call my daughter the baby as opposed to her name quite often, and he was concerned that I wasn't bonding with her. I didn't say much to him, but it really hurt my feelings as I'm obviously very critical of myself in this area. I love my daughter very much and feel like if he paid attention to my other parenting behaviors, he would see that we are bonding. This makes me feel like A, he doesn't think I'm being a good mother and that he is confirming my self-doubt, and B... He knows I had PPD and feels like he needs to analyze everything I do. I now understand why women don't often talk about their PPD. I'm hard enough on myself and ha- having others, especially someone I love, be critical of my relationship with my daughter and makes me wonder what everyone else thinks of me as a mother. Quite frankly, it sent me into a shame and self-doubt spiral. My husband is upset with my father for bringing this up as he feels like it wasn't constructive or helpful and that my father knew how it would make me feel." How do you stay confident in yourself and your abilities as a mother when you face criticism like this? And how do I explain to my father that saying things like this is not helpful to me when he does not understand anxiety or depression? How do I feel like a good mother without hiding myself away from the world? I'm not really sure what I'm asking, but I could use some reassurance and advice for situations like these. I am actively seeking, seeing a professional to better myself, but I feel like this knocked me 10 steps back.
1: (sighs) (sighs) That's me growling at your dad. Yeah,
2: same. You've gone through so much.
1: Yeah, I just want to give a hearty middle finger to your father. Yeah,
2: and I want to give you a hug.
1: Yeah. Maybe also a scalp massage, as we talked about previously. (laughs) But That would be a nice touch. Um, How do you stay confident in yourself and your abilities as a mother? You you listed so many wonderful things that you're doing for yourself to be a better person parent to your child. And it sounds like you are aware of the fact that you are bonding with your child, not calling your child by their name. I am, of course, not a mental health professional, but that does not seem like a sign that you're not bonding with your child. I just, that's a leap. And I think yeah. that what you said here, how do you explain to your father that saying things like this is not helpful to me when he doesn't understand anxiety or depression? You say, hey, dad, please don't say things like this to me anymore. I have anxiety and depression. You might not understand it, but I do not need your feedback on my parenting. If it continues, I'm going to limit communication with you for the time being. I love you. want you to be a part of my kid's life, but not when it affects my personal well-being. Thanks. Kate, that is Bye. perfect. Well, thanks, Dory. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's he, such a great way to say it. Like, But the listener already said it in here. It doesn't have to be a long explanation. Totally. You don't owe him any information. No. Nope. You're an adult, mm-hmm. and like you don't have to like bound boundary it up because that boundary was a, that was up. totally an inappropriate thing to say. And if when somebody makes you spiral, like you, I think have the right to then set up a little gentle fence, like Dory's using in her dog training. <laughs> A psychological X-pen, if That's you That's what they're called? Yes. Wow. Well, put your dad in an imaginary one of those. <laughs> how does this, this listener ask, how do I feel like a good mother without hiding myself away from the world?
0: Mm.
1: I have to say, I really appreciate you writing us and talking about PPD. It isn't something it's getting talked about more. But I do think there needs to be such a greater dialogue. And you by being open about it, you are being a good mother. And even though it has opened you up to criticism or commentary from other people, I do think it will have a profound effect on many more. Mm-hmm. But also, if it's too much for you to talk about it right now, four months postpartum, it doesn't mean you can't talk about it in two years when yep. you've kind of come out of the, the the haze of the experience of early parenthood. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older.
2: I don't have much to add because I've not really been in this
1: situation. Have you felt like people have criticized you in a way that was not like made you then spiral and question everything about yourself?
2: Well, I think I'm in a somewhat unique situation because I I do a podcast about (laughs) infertility Uh and now pregnancy. And I've kind of learned to take negative comments with a grain of salt. Um, That's not to say that they don't affect me, but they don't send me down like a spiral. Like I'm pretty confident in my choices, I think.
1: That's wonderful.
2: Thank you. Um, Yeah, in a weird way doing my other podcast, I think, I think, I mean, we'll see how this pans out, but like I think has prepared me better for unsolicited parenting advice and also feeling like I need to do everything that everyone says or, you know, not listen to my own
1: instincts. I will say one of the most shocking things for me becoming a parent was how freely people give their opinions on Mm -hmm. what you are doing and how you should parent and not just people you know strangers on the street totally criticizing your choices like whether or not your child's in a hat when it's 50 degree right. i mean just truly i've had some truly bizarre experiences with that and i am a spy i am prone to spirals especially like about uh, any any sort of criticism so i really do understand and i think finding ways to just connect with like what you know to be true yeah um and trying to shut out the other people's is the way to roll here
2: it also sounds like your husband is really
1: supportive on your team yeah and you know what you could also say like hey i'm dealing with a four-month-old and ppd husband send my dad an email and say like please don't this Mm. happened you're a team i like that you're getting on the send him an email train
2: i'm on send him an email train (laughs) and i'm also
1: on like delegate some tasks to your partner yeah delegate and that also can be a good boundary setting that way you don't have to get in it with your dad i like that I like a boundary. I love a boundary. <laughs> That's one of the things you say. <laughs> Look, I love a
2: boundary. Dory loves a boundary. What can I say? And I love
1: a spiral. <laughs> no. I don't love a spiral, but I I do a spiral. Mm. Uh, no, I, I do think. Let's talk more about boundaries. I would love to hear some boundary setting tips from listeners. Yeah. Hit us up with your boundary setting tips. Yes. Do Ooh. you love a boundary as much as I do? <laughs> do you love, love a boundary as much as Dory Shafrir? <laughs> Let us so. know. Let us know. <laughs> No, I, I do think that would be a really interesting topic to explore further. Is totally, set, is setting those boundaries in all sorts of relationships. Yeah, well, wow. let's do it. Let's do it. Next, next steps. Okay, well, that brings us to the end. Thank you all so much for listening, Thank calling, you. emailing, and we look forward to hearing from you again. Bye.